grace you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God that we hear this morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 17 to 22. Now as he was going out on the road, one came running and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what should I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. The man came running. He was excited. He wanted to see Jesus. He had something he wanted from Jesus, and he knew that it was something that Jesus could give to him. If a man came to our door, to our church like this, oh, that'd be great. Here's a man who really, really wants to be in the church, wants to hear what Jesus has to say, right? And yet, when Jesus gives him the very thing he asked for, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he just says, you'll have riches in heaven. You'll have eternal life. When Jesus gives him the very thing he asks for, he goes away sorrowful, rejected. Why? Because here was a, a man who wanted more. He had riches. He wanted more. He thought he had his own righteousness. He wanted more of his own righteousness, not the righteousness that, that Jesus gives freely, not the grace of God, but, but more of his own righteousness. He wanted more, and he thought that what Jesus was offering was less. So he walked away. My daughter Kaylee used to hate going in the car. She'd get very upset when we put her in the car. Now she loves it. In fact, now sometimes when she's in the house, she asks to go in the car. What changed? We bribed her. We started giving her graham crackers every time she went in the car. Maybe not the best parenting technique, but it works. The problem is, one is never enough, is it? We give her one graham cracker, she finishes that, and she says, okay. Okay. That's her, that means, okay, I finished this one, give me another. I want one more. And then she finishes that and she wants one more. Always she wants just one more. And we're not really any different, except for it's kind of cute when Kaylee does. It's not so cute when we do it. Give me one more. I need one more. I need a little bit more. How many times have we thought that? How many times have we, we said that in our life? If I just had one more, if I just had a little bit more. By nature, we always want more. Just like the young man in our text, just like my daughter Kaylee. 
Our Old Testament reading from Ecclesiastes reminds us, Ecclesiastes 5.10, He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. When the treasure of our heart, when our heart is set on earthly things, earthly treasures, we are never satisfied. Earthly treasures can't satisfy us, and so we always want just one more, just a, just a little bit more. You know, when we think of the word greed or covetousness, they, they mean the same thing, right? When we think of the word greed, we think of people like Scrooge. We think, you know, people who want a lot. That, that's what greed is. I, I'm not like that. I don't want millions. I just want a little more. That's not greed. Covetousness, greed, is any time where we fail to be content with what God has given us. And it's greed, whether it's for greed for $15 or greed for a million dollars. One is more greed and one is less, but it, it's still greed. It's still covetousness. That's, this is one of the reasons why uh, gambling is so dangerous for us, isn't it? Because gambling teaches us, it trains us, in this way of greed, this desire to always have more. People who gamble, when they lose, they, oh, they think, well, I'm just going to keep going until, until I win. And when they win, they think, oh, I'm just going to keep going until I win more. It trains us in greediness and that desire for just a little bit more. What's the slogan of the, of the Snickers bar? Satisfied, right? A lot of other candy, a lot of other uh, junk food, uh, they go the other way. They, well, you bet you can't eat just one. And they're often right. A lot of times you start eating those chips or that junk food and it's hard to stop with just one. You, you want more. Because you're hungry and chips rarely satisfy our hunger, do they? Our body desires good nutrients and we're putting junk food into it. It's not, it's not satisfying us. It tastes good. We like it. But it, doesn't, it can't satisfy. We have the same problem with our soul. Our soul hungers for the righteousness of God. It hungers for Christ and we keep feeding it junk food. We keep trying to find happiness, satisfaction in earthly treasures. It's not the nutrients that our, our soul needs, and so we just keep wanting more. Jesus offers us instead the Snickers bar of, of heaven, right? The one thing that can satisfy. What does he say to the Samaritan woman? John 4, 13 to 14. Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, the earthly water. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus is the only thing that, that can satisfy us. As long as we try to satisfy our desires with earthly things, we're always going to be wanting a little bit more. It's clear in the account in our gospel reading this morning, it's clear that this, this young man was much too attached to earthly things, to earthly treasures. He had his heart set on, on earthly treasures. We can see that clearly because when Jesus offers him eternal, heavenly treasures, he, he walks away sorrowful. He's not willing to, to give up those earthly treasures. But that's not 
what he came to Jesus for, is that he didn't come asking for more gold or more silver. He came asking Jesus for more righteousness. What must I do to be saved? The problem is he didn't come looking for the righteousness of Christ, but how he could have more righteousness in and of himself. What can I do to be even better than I am? Look at how good I am. I've kept all the commandments. Give me more that I can do. Do you, uh, do you remember that, that one kid from school, from high school, from grade school, that one kid who, who not only did all their homework, but then would even maybe ask the teacher for more? Can we have more homework? Do you have a kid like that in your class? Sometimes we do. That's, that's what we have here, right? We have that kid who's saying, oh yeah, I, I've done all my homework perfectly, Jesus. I, I kept all the commandments. I want more. I want more commandments. The young man was greedy. He was greedy for earthly treasure, for money, yes, but also greedy for praise, for human righteousness. I want to I want more commandments so I can show off just how good I really am. We know that we cannot be, be justified before God based on our works. It's, it's not going to happen. We, we can't measure up. We know that. But we do still often attempt to measure ourselves before one another and measure others as well according to that law of God. But what does Jesus tell us about that law in our text? Jesus lists all the commandments, and the young man says, I've done them all, and Jesus says, one thing, one thing more you lack. The law always demands more of us. No matter how much we do, the law always demands more. We can never satisfy the demands of the law. And so when we try to measure our own worth by the law, we always need just a little bit more. If I could just be a little bit better as a wife, as a husband, as a mother, as a father, then, then my family would love me more, right? If I, if I just had a little more time, if I was just a little better organized, if I was a little better at cleaning, if I could just do this or just do that, no matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we strive, there's always just a little bit more that needs to be done. If I just had a little more time, if I was just a little bit better at sermons, right? Then you guys would love me even more. Always, always, we're always lacking one thing and we feel that. That's because we're trying to justify ourselves before one another on the basis of the law. Greed isn't always about money. Sometimes the thing we're greedy for is praise from other people, popularity, friends. Love. I want just a little more. I need just a little bit more to be happy. We ought, we indeed ought to measure ourselves against God's law. We have to look at God's law and compare it to our lives. We need that reminder of our sins so that we, we learn to repent of our sins and trust and place our trust in Jesus. But if we attempt to find worth, on the basis of that, that law, we're going to come up short and we're going to, be feel, we're going to feel 
lacking. Instead, we ought to judge our worth and judge one another, too, on the basis of, of Christ's love. We not only do that to ourselves, we do it to others as well. If, our, if, my, if my wife, if my husband w- would just change this one thing about them, right, then, then I would have then I'd be happy, then I'd have a good marriage. If my kids would just do this one thing, if my parents were, were just this one thing different, if my, oh, my pastor would just do, do it just a little different, do it this way instead of that way, my, my teacher, my governor, whoever, my friend, my neighbor. It's always easy to find the one thing that, that they're lacking and desire just the one more thing from them, but no matter how much we do or they do, we can never fulfill those demands of the law. We'll always be lacking that one thing. Jesus is the Snickers bar. He alone satisfies. Why does Jesus say in our text, he says to the young man, one thing you lack, go and sell all. That sounds like Jesus is contradicting what I've been saying. It sounds like Jesus is saying, oh yeah, just, you just need to do this one more thing. And then you'll be satisfied. But you notice that even though Jesus says in our text, he says, one thing you lack, how many things does he list? Four or five, right? He says, one thing you lack, and then he tells him uh, four or five things that he needs to do. Go and sell all you have, give it to the poor, take up your cross, follow me. Did Jesus forget how to count? Did he need to go back to Back to kindergarten? There's some who might claim that. Some that might claim, oh, Jesus just wasn't thinking, made a mistake here. We know better. We know Jesus knows how to count. He said three days and three nights, and he was dead for three days and then rose again. So obviously when Jesus says one thing you lack, he's not talking about everything that follows. It's only one of those four things that is the one thing the man lacks, and it's not... Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. That's not the one thing the man lacks. It's not even take up your cross. That's that last thing, me, isn't it? The one thing the young man lacked was not more righteousness, more commands he needed to do. The one thing that young man lacked was Jesus. We're right. It's not something you often hear me say in the pulpit, right? You're right. When you think, I just need one more thing. I just need a little more. But we're wrong when we think that one more thing is just a little more money or just one more friend or just a little more love. The one thing we need is Jesus. He's the one who can satisfy. What, look, look at uh, our text, Mark 10, 21. What does it say? Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him. That word looking at him, that's more than just, oh, yeah, I you know, see you. That's a, that's a looking into his heart. Knowing him. Knowing all of his sin, all of his feelings, all of his faults. Jesus loved him. How many people look at us and knowing the fullness of our sin, knowing the fullness of our faults, love us anyway? How many people look past that sin and, and treasure us? Consider us people worth dying for, despite our sin. How many people look at our sin and instead of demanding, well, you just need to do this or that a little bit better, say, you're forgiven. 
as you are, you're forgiven. You're my child. You're my son. Jesus loved him and loves us as well. We keep searching for that, that one more thing that we need to make our life complete. It's a little more money. Just a little more time. Just one more reason why others should think well of us. But earthly treasures, whether you're talking about money or pride or earthly glory or our own righteousness, can never satisfy. Neither can Snickers. They're only Jesus. Look at, what that, look at what Jesus says to that man. Go and sell all that you have. In other words, forget about that stuff. It's worthless. Who cares about that stuff? Let it go. It's a, it's a bag of chips. It's empty calories. It's not going to fill you. Let go of that empty worldly things and follow me. The one who loved you and died for you. The one thing needful is Jesus. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.